This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you're listening or watching or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joel Redmond, and as usual, my good friend, Simon Townley. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Oh, good. Another week, another defeat, but another week. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, I'll see you on the beers. Is that a beer yeah. I saw then? Yeah, Something like you. Monument, Monument Valley is a tangerine pale ale. Not oh, I've had that. Valleys. No, I've, I've had that. You, you uh, obviously that's from your flavourly box, isn't it? It certainly is, my friend. Again, you, not, you, there we go. Are you still getting these flavourly boxes? Or is that the one that you ordered about no. six months ago? Yeah, it's like the Creator Twenty Four from before Christmas. Yeah, you don't drink that. Honestly, they've got me in a week. I'm not going to lie. In fact, there is. It's weird that you've, you're drinking that one now because I went, I went back to my old house today and I tidied some of the garden up, and I remember you remember when it was dead sunny in like August, I had a drink of that ale yeah. and I put it next to me and I went to tidy the garden up today and it was still there. I'm like, oh, you scruffy bastards. <laughs> I couldn't Poor believe it. And I've just seen it today. Uh, but I've got a skip now, so I put it in skip. Um, I shouldn't have said that because people are like, oh, free skip. I'll go and put loads of stuff in skip. Don't worry. I've got Steph Wilson and Donna to tell me if anybody puts anything in that skip. So I want you dare oh, yeah. put anything. Yeah, of course I have. The skip pe- cost me over hundred quid. That skip. I bet you some scrubbers gonna like try and put some building work in there. Not for me. I paid money for that. You can fuck off, basically. <laughs> Anybody um, anyway, know will not be surprised by that. No, you won't. You could. But to be fair, if you spent hundred quid on a skip and it was at yeah. an house that you didn't live at anymore, say you were renting it out, which is the scenario that I'm hopefully going for, and you went back for it two or three days later, and someone had filled it full of crap, you'd be fuming. Yeah, it would. But if I finish with it, I'd usually text the lads. Yeah. Skip out that house. Yeah, but I've not finished with it. I'm not even starting with it. I put oh, like three right. bags in, in it. Um, if 
when I finish, if there's something left, Steph, if you still listen to this podcast, which I don't think you do, um, you can have some of it. Um, but anyway, how are you, mate? You all right? All good, mate. Just cracking on, working again online. Yeah, uh, well, I'm still same as you, really, working from home. I always have gone down a bit this week. Obviously, those that are long listeners to the podcast uh, will be aware that I work for a bookmaker, um, and bookmakers' shops are now shut. Um, so because of that, everything's gone online, and I worked online. So because of that, everybody's gone online. There's not enough shifts for me. So my hours have gone down a bit. But apparently, shops in Jersey might be opening next week. So uh, if that is the case, then the hours will be going back up. So fingers crossed for that. Um, a couple of things, a couple of sort of like admin things I want to do before we get started and talk about the football. We reached 250 subscribers on YouTube this week. Happy days. There you go. There you go. You can tell we're back on Ecamm now, can't you? We're using sound yeah. effects. Um, software. Software banner. Um, but yeah, happy with that. 250. It's a slow burn with YouTube. And I'll be honest, at first I found it quite difficult. But since we got to like 200, it's it's slowly started to snowball. So the aim is to get to 1,000 simply because... When you get to 1,000, you can monetize it. It's as simple as that. I'm not going to bullshit you and say, oh, it's just a good number that I'm on. I want money, basically. Um, and I, you can get paid off YouTube if, you, if some of your videos do well. Um, so that is the, that is, that's the aim, 1,000 subscribers. If, you know, one thing I would like to achieve at some point in life, I don't think I'll ever do it with Turfcast um, because, you know, the fan base isn't that big. Um, I'd like to get 100,000 subs on, on, on you because you get one of them little plate, um, platinum... Silver plates in post, don't you? Can you imagine that in background? That'd be sick, that, wouldn't it? That'd be sick, that. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with that. 250 subs. Happy with that. Well, but well, people that are watching, talking to visuals and YouTube, they will notice our new template. You know, we're invested. 250 subs. We've invested time. Well, that's energy. it. This is, this is part of all the admin I want to talk about. If you're watching on the YouTubes or on Facebook on Friday night, you will notice that we have new graphics. Um... We Simon spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos, basically because I don't have the patience to do that. Um, then I've spent time doing all the editing for it because I've got the, well Simon's got the software now to be fair. Um, but that's sort of like what I've done in my career and shit. Um, so yeah, we've got new graphics for this. We've got the new graphics for the pre-game show, which we released on Wednesday night. So you will have seen it by now, hopefully. If you haven't, feel free to go and um, watch it after this. You will be hearing. Uh, by the way, just just to say, from the lad that I interviewed, uh, can't remember his name, top here now, Connor, um, ahead of the pre-game show towards the end of this game, uh, towards the end of this podcast, so you will see that. But you're lacking the graphics, Simon, so fingers crossed yeah. all the viewers on the YouTubes and Facebook are. Yeah, awesome, mate. In fact, if you are watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment. I don't. I, I, I hate it when YouTubers are like, leave a comment below, because they're doing that, obviously, to sort of get the algorithm and stuff like that. Leave, smash a like, I'm not... I'm never going to be one of them. That's probably why I've only got 250 I'll do it. Like and subscribe, guys. Come on. No, don't do it. It's pathetic. In fact, make sure you do subscribe. Don't it? Not you. I'm about them. Make sure you do subscribe. But leave a comment. Let me know what you think the graphics are like. Because I am probably going to change them a little bit. Simon's whinging. He says he wants to be wider because he's invested all this money in his backdrop. So he wants he wants people to see it. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with it. I'll just sort of like playing and stuff. and then Yeah, it's a fair one. It'll develop. Yeah, although we are going to keep it square for the pre-game show, and we're going to keep it long, long and thin, uh, for the three-man watch-along. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but let us know what you think in the comments. And another thing I want to say is, the numbers on the actual podcast, if you listen to the podcast have been shooting as well recently, is ever since we did the ALK. What are you laughing at? It's just all these things in me, that long and thin shooting. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You just, you need to, yeah, I won't say what I'm going to say, actually. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's because we did the we did the big podcast when ALK took over, and that was obviously a, a big talking point in Burnley fans. And I think a lot of people came for that one, and they've listened to it, and they've gone, you know what, these guys, they're all right. They're not, they're not too bad, they're all right. Um, and I think a few of them have stayed for that, so fingers crossed if that is the case, and I think that's why a lot of people, um, sorry, the numbers have gone up a bit. Yeah, hundred percent. With him, like I said, we've done more content. Lockdown, people got more time. Even I've started listening to podcasts, ones that I didn't used to listen to. So, take advantage, guys. Like subscribe, and hopefully we can keep getting better and doing more. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I, I, I say the same thing to everybody every single week and stuff. If you're a new listener, please feel free to drop us a message on Twitter. Just at us, DM us if you don't want to do it publicly. I'm fine with that. Let us know what you like or don't like about the podcast. I'm always happy to, to take some constructive criticism on board. It has to be constructive, though, not just like some guy on Facebook the other week calling us a pair of weapons because we had a podcast, but we'll move on from that. Right, so people don't listen to Turfcast to hear news about Turfcast. That's what the social media channels are for. People listen and watch Turfcast to talk, well, to hear us talk and to, to listen to us talk and, uh, about Burley Football Club. So let's start um, with the defeat. West Ham United 1, Burnley 0, go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking good in terms of creativity at the minute still. Dwight got on it. Half time and and you know did did bring us into the game more, but I, f- I felt almost deflated and not because of what you probably expected me to say. You probably expected me to say, "Oh, it was shit with this with that." But I think that slight nick off Ben Me on his head that's just it's a clearly the easiest header for Tarky. You can tell where he's positioning. He wasn't even panicking about it, and that that little touch just took it past him, and then the goal's gone in. Great reactions from Antonio, who to me, I, I really rate that player. He's a good player. I watched him again yesterday, and, uh, two days ago, if you're listening. But um, he, he's a good player, mate. And once that goal had gone in, it was a different game. They, they had their agenda, you know what I mean? Once they went 1-0 up, they made it hard. And someone, I read a comment in the watch-along saying, they Burnley does. And it is, you can't yeah. really give it a better adjective than that, because they did. Yeah, that's. I went on um, a YouTube channel uh, called The West Ham Way, pretty much straight after um, full-time. And I said the exact same thing. I was saying, like, you've, you've effectively Burnley does um, because that's what we do when we do things well. We get in front and we shut up shop. Now, I'm not saying that they shut up shop because if you just look at the the chances they had, they could have won 3 4 nil. You know, they hit the post twice, didn't they? Um, yeah, and they, I think Popey made a couple of saves. So I think the Burnley does to a respect because, like I said, I said it myself and I do agree with the people that were saying it in the chat on the watch-along. Um, but at the same time, it could have been three, four. Um, but it's the same old story, isn't it? Now, like a lot of people were arguing in the watch along chat and on the Twitter Clarets hashtag afterwards. A few people saying we played well, a few people disagreeing with that, and that sort of thing. But I think the reason why that there's such a difference of opinion in in that sense is because at the back and it, we played well again. Like you said, it's just that nick off Ben Me. If it wasn't for that nick off Ben Me. We don't lose that game. Like they might, have, like, like you said, they, they might have come at us or whatever, or create another chance. Even the uh, the one where they hit the post at the at the back post, I can't remember it where now. And uh, if you actually look, it, it heads it onto Ben Mee's foot. That's clear. So it's a, it's an unbelievable block, really, because Ben Mee's put his foot there to block the shot. He's not done it there for nothing, and he has done that. And like you said, defensively, we weren't that bad, really. I know they had the chances, but. It just frust- it's just this lack of creativity. This is what's frustrating me. You know, yeah. is there a change needed? I- I'm not, I'm not sure because, <clears throat> excuse me, I have to keep saying this, but all four strikers are of a similar standard. And um, Vidra came on for quite a significant amount of time for a change, which is good to see. J Rod coming, so the two men up top that are being argued to be starting did absolutely nothing in that time, as m- because. Not because I'm criticising them, I'm bringing this up, but I'm bringing it up because it's the things behind them that make them opportunities happen, and it's not happening behind them. Yeah, um, we'll get on to that. Um, I, it's the same. I love what, you are spot on, but that's what I mean. It's the same old story, isn't it? Like a few people saying we played well, a few people like arguing saying we didn't because we played well at the back, and that's what I mean. It's the same old story. We're playing well at the back, but we're not playing well up front or for a better. Want of a better phrase, going forward. We're not playing well going forward. I think I think it's the best way to say it. Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes did nothing again. Um, Why? I put it to you. But um, Jay and Vidra didn't do anything again. What do you want to put to me? Sorry. Sorry, I was saying why? Why? Why are we not? What is missing? I don't know. This is what this is. This is this is an interesting debate because there's only two people that are missing now. One of them is Charlie Taylor, so it maybe it's Charlie Taylor. But then Charlie Taylor was playing. Have you said that we were, we beat Wolves with Charlie Taylor in the side and things like that? But one of the other people missing is Jack Cork. So now is it is it Coicky? Do we bring Coicky back in, 
And that is, by the way, thank you for bringing that up. That is this week's Pitch Sports Fan Time question. Is it time that Jack Cork was brought back into the squad? Now, it's... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I the it's it's so easy to to say that someone we're missing somebody when we're not doing well. Play, footballers, there's no footballers' values always go through the roof. Not in terms of money. I mean, in terms of what they what they offer to the team when they're not playing. And I think this is what's happening with Jack. Because I know one missed him this time. You know, towards the end of last season when we we're doing well. But now all of a sudden we're not doing well, and now people are missing him. Um, I haven't actually sent the question into Pitchport yet, so. If you like Mark Howarth and listen to this at 4am on Thursday morning, don't go over to the app and, and answer it because it won't be there. I'm going to send it in Thursday morning. Hopefully they'll put it, put it out by Thursday afternoon. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts then? Do, do you think we bring Jack Cork into the side or, or, or do you think we're missing Charlie Taylor? Or do you think it's something totally different? I think it's Jack Cork. I honestly do. Right? And I, I'm the same guy that argued about David Jones. I'm the same guy who was arguing now about Jack Cork. It's you can't have that somebody that wants to go forward with the ball every time. As much as the Bob Lord stands screaming it on the turf, like go bloody forward. That's all I ever used to hear. When it was passing it back all the time, that you can't always go forward with the ball. You have to retain the ball. You have to let the team get forward before you go. Because at the minute we're hitting the ball into the channels, and the midfield is still in the uh, defensive half. We we are missing that man, that link, the one who screens the defence, the one who moves left and right. The same job that Dave Jones didn't got criticised for is the same job that Jack Cork would Tony Grant. Tony Grant and Tony Grant. And we're criticising now. Well, we're not even criticising Jack Cork, but what my point is is Brownhill is a good player, and Brownhill and Westwood are both good players, but they both do a similar. They both want to do a similar role. Now, I think Westy plays better with a court next to him. We've said this about strikers. Why can't midfielders have a partnership? They never they never really talk about midfield partnerships. It's always like, oh, they're a good partnership up top. But midfielders are the same. We talk about how good Ben Mee is with uh, Tarke, how good Tarke is with Ben Mee, whichever way around you want to say it. But I still think that there's pieces of the puzzle that are missing, and Jack Cork is clearly, at the minute, a massive piece of that. It's what it's, it's one. I don't disagree with you because something is obviously missing. The proof's in the pudding. Something is clearly missing. So it'd be very difficult for somebody to say, "No, you're wrong." No doubt, some people will be saying that, um, but it's it's very difficult to do that. Um, Charlie Taylor could be back for the game against Liverpool. As much as we want him back, personally, I I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't play him against Liverpool. I'd, I'd, I'd I keep thought him the off. same thing. Why risk yeah, him? I'd keep him off. What's the point? Keep him off. I don't even know who we've got after Liverpool now because I've just tunnel vision now thinking about the Liverpool game. Um, but I'd, I, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't play him. But same with Jack Cork, I wouldn't play him. But it's a long, very long-winded way of me getting round to the question of... Villa at home, if, sorry, and Chelsea away. Right, well, we can beat Villa at home. I know, I know they did a real job on us last season. I know they've done very well this season, but I still believe we can beat Villa at home. Um, so then, for the Villa at home game... Say Charlie Taylor's back in fit. Obviously, he slots back into the side. No questions asked. Literally, not one Burnley fan would say, ah, keep Eric Beaters in there. Not one. Maybe the dickheads who just want to be controversial. But when and it comes to when it comes to Jack Cork and you want him back in the side for this Villa game, who are you dropping? For the Villa game, Brownhill, unfortunately. And it's not any, it, it's through gritted teeth, I almost I have to say it because. I don't. I don't dislike Brownell. I actually really enjoy watching him play. He's very creative. He's very, you know, industrial. He does get involved and does tackle. But it, it's like I said, you can't have someone running forward with the ball every single time. The same thing we're criticising the strikers for. You can't have Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood up top doing the same job. And and that for me, I think Westy and Brownell should be competing for that position. Yeah. Well, but what does what? What, why are you keeping Westy in there ahead of ahead of Brownell? Just because it's worked with Jack Cork in the past? Yeah, yeah. There's not. Yeah. I can't really give you any sort of better answer than that because we've seen it work. We we know that Brownell's a good player, but we've seen that it's not working. Right this minute, it's really not working. But I do think Cork and Brownell would be a good partnership equally. But right now, yeah. what I want to do is get consistency back, get that partnership up and running again, and start getting some points on the board. Even though I don't think we're doing that bad. No, it's, uh, I don't know, it's one of them. It, it's going to be three defeats in a row, let's face it, we're playing Liverpool. 
It could easily end up being four defeats in a row, then it could easily end up being five defeats in a row, then we are doing really bad. We're at that stage now where it's easy to look at it and, and, and pick out the positive patches from each game. Like, if it wasn't for the deflection from Pogba's volley, we probably wouldn't have lost against Man United. If it wasn't for the nick off Ben Mee's head against West Ham, you know, we could have had two nil-nils there and we'd be in a very different mindset. That's that's just how football works. It's how life works. Uh, because of these two unfortunate um, nicks, basically, uh, we've lost two games in a row when we could have been like X amount of games unbeaten. Um, but going back to the, the Brown and West City debate, I think at the minute, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think I would, I would put Cork in simply because it's not working going forward at the minute. So I think something needs to change, but I'd put him in there with Brownhill. And I love Wester. I know a few people are going to you know, be knocking on door with pitchforks and stuff because he's he's one of them players that people don't like dropping. How but dare I think this you? Season, exactly. I think this season, Brownhill's been the better of the two. Like you say, they do very similar roles, but this season, there's I don't think anybody can disagree that Brownhill has been better. So I think because of that, you've got to reward Brownhill and say, right, it's your chance now. But I do see the point when you're saying, look, it has worked with Jack Cork and Westy. And what Westy does offer that Brownhill doesn't is delivery from set pieces and corners. And obviously everybody knows how dangerous we are from them. I know Brown, uh, not Brownhill, what's he called? Brady has been taking a lot of set pieces and stuff recently, but they've been absolutely dog shit. The amount of times they get in a good position and one of his free kicks just hits the wall and it goes too far. I remember when, when we first bought him, he scored that free kick against Chelsea. I remember thinking, this guy is going to be insane. Now, don't get me wrong, he's had a good season. I'm not slagging him off and saying he's been poor this season. But Brady's done well to come back and, you know, through gritted teeth, I'd say, fair play, Johnny Tate. You might have nailed it on the head there with some of the comments you've made about, not not player of the season, I'm not going that far, but saying he's going to come back and do well. Um, which I believe is what Tatey was trying to say, but in a very controversial way, which is Johnny Tate all over. Um, but his delivery from set pieces and free kicks hasn't been good enough. This is the frustrating, most frustrating thing for me about Brady is he does the impossible sometimes. He does the very difficult, amazing. And he does the easiest stuff in the world, ridiculously tragic at times. You know, he'll do, like you said, that he'll hit the front man on a corner, but then he'll hit a 30-yard free kick and hit the bar or something. And it just, it completely confuses me. But this season, the, the last few games, probably three or four games, he's been really, really good. Um and then I even said on the last watch along, I would take him over Goodmanson at the minute, just because of form. Oh, all day, I'd, just because of form. I'd, but I wouldn't have said had, that six had, games ago. We we had a bit of a debate about that, didn't we? On the on the on the on the podcast on the watch along, a few people were vilifying us and stuff like that. And um, I say a few people, namely Kieran. Shout out Kieran if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'd have right now. Yeah, I'd definitely have Brady. I think Brady's. I like JBG, don't get me wrong, of course I do, but I think Brady is far more creative. JBG does a job, whereas Brady creates, if that makes sense. We've seen it before, and I'm asking you because I genuinely think this is what will happen. So I've said what I want to happen, you said what you would want to happen. I will, to be fair, I'd rather the current team get points. Let's just clarify that, I think you'd agree with me there. But would he not put Brownhill on the wing and take JBG out? Oh, you know what? If he does that, he can get to fuck... Why doesn't he just? Why doesn't he, he just? Why doesn't he just bite the bullet? Dwight has done very well against Manchester United and West Ham when he came on. You know, he came on in the second half against Man United. We looked better instantly. He came on half time against West Ham. We looked better instantly. I, even like I said, I've been on that that show, the West Ham way. He said to me, "He's like, oh mate, that Dwight McNeil is so good, mate. He's so good. Runs at players, and that's the, that's that's what he does. He puts the he puts a bit of." You know, frightening to the opposition fans. Nobody else does that, and it, and he looks better in our team because no other bugger runs with the ball. Everyone just gets it and a little bit static. Or if they do run with it, they don't run with it very fast. Dwight runs with it. He gets past people. He nearly makes things happen. I'm going to say he makes things happen, but he doesn't at the minute, does he? Like for all his huffing and puffing, at the minute he doesn't. Whether that's his fault or or the strikers, whatever. But um, but yeah, that's my take on that. But um, you look like you're going to say something. Sorry. No, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's funny because I was speaking to, obviously, my, you know that I do a Man United player there who's currently injured, and he rang me after I think, the... I think, I, think, I think you've told everyone who is there. And, I, and I think uh, he, he rang me after the game and he said, your man at match is only... In case anyone's in, in wondering, just one more clue, got a bad knee. On, he uh, he rang me up after the game and said, like, yo, mate, what what what, what was that? He said, your best player got man at match and he was only on 10 minutes. 
Well, we, we give him man a match, didn't we? I watched a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he were, only, he were only there 45 minutes, just to yep. clarify, you know, 10. Yeah, well. No, he, 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 it were. No, West Ham, I'm on about Man United. Sorry. Oh, right. Well, yeah, it makes more sense, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was saying about the Man United game, he, he, you know, and like you said, he does. He drives at people. He makes things happen. Whether it happens or not, he, he puts it in a position where his, it should. He gets 50 yards up the pitch, put it that way, whereas without him on the pitch, then we'd have been 50 yards back. Absolutely. He, he's, he is our best player by a country mile. Fit Dwight McNeil. You know, he's had that rest that we probably needed at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It weren't quite firing on all cylinders at the beginning. He's come on, he's looking sharp. Get that familiarity next to him, in my opinion. Yeah, so I've just remembered now what I was trying to say before I ended up going off on a tangent like I normally do. Dwight McNeil on the left, Brady on the right. For me, Corky and Brown are in the middle. For you, Corky and Westy in the middle. Whatever, that's fine. But them two, Corky might... I think Corky needs to come into the side. Um, and then... I think he'll get a run at Fulham in the FA Cup. Uh, and then they'll see how he is after that. He'll get is a full night. Well, this twenty-fourth, yeah. Is it? Bloody hell. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Then, yeah. And then, obviously, for the Villa game, which after, is a Sunday. Uh, sorry, Sunday. Is it on Sunday? Right. Cool. So we've got a game on Thursday and a game on Sunday. Yeah. You would think that he's he's not, he's going to put Charlie in the team against Fulham. Put Corky Corky in the team against Fulham. Maybe people like Benson, Glennon, whatever. A few others, Vidra and Jay. Um, uh, and things like that. So yeah, that's what I do. And then the front two, it's anybody's guess at the minute because nobody's firing. So I literally don't care who he plays anymore. I've defended Chris Wood for the first six months of the podcast. Now I'm not asked anymore whether I defend him or not. He's not been good enough. But then at the same time, I, nobody's nobody's done enough to convince me they deserve his place. So for me, I honestly don't care which front two he starts anymore. Personally, I still think our best front two are Jay and Chris Wood. So if I were going to choose a team simply because none of the strikers agreed, have fallen yeah, at the agreed. I'd, I'd still go with Jay and Chris Wood. I, I've I've said time and time again, I think it's time for Chris to be dropped. And he was not dropped against West Ham, but he, Vidra and Jay had a long run in the team and they didn't do anything. Some people would argue that maybe it's time for Vidra and Jay to actually have a start so they can you know, get their eye in. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I, I wouldn't be too bothered if he started Vidra and Jay. I, I'm literally not asked who he starts up front anymore because you might as well just put a, a stick on the field. They probably do about the same sort of stuff as, as the current front four anyway. Um, but yeah, that's it from me and Simon uh, on the West Ham game, unless there's anything else you want to add, Simon? No, mate, I think you summarised it well. Um, and here's what the Burnley fans had to think on the fan reaction. Now, we've got a couple of bonus fan reactions in here for you. Um, you will know that we put the, the fan reaction as its own separate video out on YouTube after the game. Normally the Monday after the game. Or uncle football on as well, is it? After the game. No. Well, the thing is, anti-football didn't send one in this week and neither did the New Zealand Clarets. However, they've both sent one in after I've uploaded the video. So here are the bonus clips of anti-football and New Zealand Clarets on this week's fan reaction. As I say, the fan reaction is the Burnley fans giving their reaction on the West Ham game. Thoughts on today's game? Um, really disappointed, uh, to be honest, uh, once again. Uh, team selection baffled me. Um, Wooden Barnes again up front, just offering nothing. To be fair though, I don't, I don't think we're giving them much, you know, service to go at um, either. But they're just huff and puff, and it's getting up there. It's not sticking. Um, I'm afraid. I think it's time for a change. I think he's he's got to pick Jane Vidra now and put him together uh, for the Liverpool game. We've got to go and try and get a result from somewhere. Um, you know, a couple of results gone against us today. You know, West Brom, big win, big win for them at Wolves. I didn't expect that. And then Brighton winning at Leeds. I didn't expect that either. So, um, yeah, tough to take today. Um, not much positivity, really, we can take out of it. I thought we were really poor poor today. Um, started sluggish, you know, a into game, second half. But we ain't really creating any clear-cut chances. Um yeah, so not much to say this weekend, Clarets. Uh, onwards and upwards, let's hope we can pick a result up against Liverpool. Afternoon, Clarets. Um, Post-West Ham. Did not quite plan, did it? Um, I said in the last match reaction that I think it was a, a must-win um, because teams around us have started to pick up points and we've got Liverpool. Probably going to be three defeats in three games now. I mean, West Ham, you know, they are a good team. They're doing well this year. The top half... Um, 
Um, and I saw, I had a feeling before that, um, that Antonio was going to score. I thought it was going to be nil-nil um, or a low-scoring game anyway. But um, we played all right, I felt, until the goal went in, which was just a complete shambles, shambles defence. Um, miscommunication between Ben Mee and Taki. Um just one of them things. It, it made it too easy for them to score. But other than that, I don't think they look like scoring and that often. We, I thought we actually um, probably had more of the ball, but we didn't do anything with it. And that's the story of the season. Um, it is. It was clear. It was clear, clear, clear that it's time for for Wood to be dropped. It's he's carrying a burden of scoring and he's not scoring. And it, it's actually borderline cruelty to keep playing him though, because every game he doesn't score, it's more pressure on him because. He knows that we're relying on him to get these goals, um, and because because he's he's the one that's starting, and for the others, I, I don't know. I think maybe they sort of know they're not going to play, so maybe they just sort of haven't got quite that edge because they know no matter what they do, they're probably not going to get in. But Dash, to be fair to him, we criticised him for not making changes early enough. He did it yesterday. He made changes early on, and um, we looked better for it. So maybe. Maybe in his mind it's settled now that it, that he's going to change the front. Um, we looked better when Vids and Jay came on, but we looked amazingly good when Dwight came on. Um, more direct, faster. For me, it shows how much we rely on him though, and we haven't really got a, a way to play without him. Um, and that needs to be addressed because he's going to pick up injuries. One day he's probably going to leave, and we need to learn how to create chances or or to try and score a goal when he's not in the team. Um, Brownhill, amazing. Um, I thought he, I thought he had a really good game and stuck him, put himself about a bit. Um, I know Brady and JBG were getting a bit of jip from various different fans. JBG is he's class. He's a class player, but he, he does look like someone who's a little bit scared of getting injured again. Um, but if we can get them two firing, then that's more creativity. But it's the lack of goals again. It's gonna. I've said all along it's gonna cost us, and it really is gonna cost us now because teams around us are winning. As I've already said, it might come to the end of the season where goal difference plays a part in it, and we won't have one um, just because we haven't scored enough. Um, yeah, there's not a lot else I can say really. The reactions sort of like same old, same old. It's not looking good. We do need to score goals. I still think we'll be all right. And I do think the goals will come. It's just about Dyche finding which combination is going to get us those goals. And at the minute, it doesn't look like he knows which it is. But it will. Um, but it's time for him to start to stop sort of playing games. He made a joke in his press conference about to do celebrations, we have to score goals. Well, you can clearly see it's a problem, so do something about it. So hopefully it does um, give Jay, um, give Vids a chance. Um, Barnes was pretty quiet as well. He spent. I praised him for getting the free kicks against um, against United, but he, he does. He spent a bit. He spent a bit too much time like rolling around on the floor and whinging yesterday for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, we looked very just nothing in the first half. We we didn't. We we're never going to score. Second half, we had more possession, but we were doing that with it, as I say, and. Um, We've got to start scoring goals soon because otherwise it's going to get a bit desperate. Um, can't say I'm looking forward to Thursday night, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, Four 0 the Clarets? Probably not, but let's live in Hope. Eh? Uh, on to the next one. Again, Heath and Mark, New Zealand Clarets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the Clarets. Not the Clarets. Not this morning. What a no. shocker of a game, eh? Your thoughts, uh, Mark? Uh, for 60 games, it was watching paint dry. The only good thing was the breakfast and the Kilkenny for breakfast. Mm. Marvellous. Mm. Uh, seemed to pick up a bit when Vidra and Rodriguez came on. They showed a bit of um, passion. But apart from that, no, no team deserved to win. It was a lacklustre game. It was terrible, actually. I'll be brutally honest with you. I'm glad I was half cut. 
for the most of the game. <laughs> yes. You are so you, you saw it through your beer tinted glasses then. So what was your what was your opinion? Uh, I was just glad I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to, I actually was, I was so bored that I, I just wanted to take my clothes off, as I normally do, but uh, thankfully I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so if you do a streak up the front street, we'll, um, that'll lift everyone's spirits and prepare us for the next game. Alright, watch this space. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it wasn't a great game, um, no. uh, I just don't know. Uh, Mr. Pace, if you're watching, you need to. We need. We need. We need help desperately. Oh, I need a bit of investment. Um, mm. Yeah, Barnes has been a great servant, but it looks like this could be his last season. Everyone's cottoned on to him. Um, I'm just wondering what um, what it takes for uh, Vidra and Rodriguez to get a game, to, uh, a to run start. of games together to start, yeah. uh, and maybe try and play to their strengths rather than just the same old, you know. Wooden Barnes, you know, you, you please do something different. Sean, please yeah. do something different. There's nothing lost me doing that. No, so anyway, uh, thank you, Mark. Yeah, boom. Boom. Cheers. Cheers. Everyone back in Lancashire. Yep, to that. Hey, old Clarence, how we doing? Anti football here. So, what a load of shite that were, eh? Down at West Ham. Bloody bubble boys. I don't know. It's just not happening, is it? It's not happening up front. And then if we balls up at back, then we're up against it, aren't we? I don't know what they were playing out there, but I mean, Peter's got pulled out of position, didn't he? We, uh, Bowden, he's a good one, he'll mind him in our team. Eh, tricky little winger like that. Eh, if only we had a tricky little winger that should be starting bloody gate. Oh, we do! On piggy bench, dash, eh? Bloody hell! Think it's clear now. We should be starting with McNeil, shall we? Okay, if he's been injured, he's looking he's looking good enough to me. Get bloody playing. <sighs> anyway, I don't know what they were doing there. It's very unlike Burnley that goal, isn't it? Eh? Oh, but he's talking, not speaking to me. You know, saying, leave it to me, to you, to me, to you. No, bloody hell! And Brady, what's he bloody doing? Runs all the way back, eh? Does hard work, and then don't bother getting right side at man, just leaves it all, go on, tap it in there. Oh, very disappointing. Well, then we're not creating out up front, are we? It's just not happening. I mean, I got I would stay on pitch until 75 minutes. Unbelievable. But to be fair, Rodriguez. Didn't do all when he came on much, did he, Vidra? Well, they didn't have that or no. It's just not happening, is it? In an attacking sense, we're just not on it. Anyway, maybe uh, next game it'll come good, eh? Eh? Who have we got? Oh, fucking Liverpool. Oh, well, maybe game after that. Anyway, bollocks at football for now. I want to talk about. Some of that happened before a game on Twitter. A tweet from one of our own, Jay Rodriguez. What a good man, eh? Did you see that tweet? I, you know, in these difficult times when everybody needs help in hand, we've got to look out for each other. And, and Jay's there, he says, tweets out, doesn't he? He says, anyone, anyone having any trouble, give us a, give us a, a DM or whatever, Danger Mouse, I don't know what that is. Anyways, do you know, he's there for, for whoever. I, I mean, how good is that, eh? I mean, a lot of these footballers get bad press and fair dues, some bloody idiots, out partying and that when they're supposed to be, you know, being careful. But, you know, there's uh, there's, a, there's some good ones out there as well. Probably most of them, to be fair. I mean, Rashford as well, isn't he, at United? Anyway, I bloody love Jay. Hey, Jay. He turned into quite the mm, hunky young man and all, ain't he? I mean, we're honest since a little boy, so it's a bit weird thinking of him like that. But I tell you what, I bloody would. Uh, I don't know what him indoors would have to say about it, mind you. But I don't know, maybe a threesome. He's always talking about fancying a threesome is uh, my other half. So, uh, I don't know, Jay, if you're up for it, hee <laughs> hee. Me and uh, Mr. Football. <laughs> what do I do? I DM you. I DM you and we can uh, get it on. Well, whatever. 
I'll speak to you later. Alright, anyway, I'm getting, getting a bit hot and flustered here now, thinking about that. Alright, that's me for now. Take care of yourselves. Ta ra! Do 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 do! Anti football! Do 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 do! Right, so that was it for this week's fan reaction. Um, I, I'll say the same thing I say every single week. We are looking for more people to get involved. It does seem to be the same four people every single week, which I'm fine with. You know, but what I've always wanted to do with Turfcast, I'll say it time and time again, I want to give the fans a platform. I have now built this platform through you know, two and a half years of hard work doing podcasts, recording, editing videos at night, coming up with stuff to put on social medias, creating graphics, two years of graft. You can now have it. This platform is now yours as well. If you want to say something about a football game, you say it. If you've got any ideas for Turfcast as well, if you want to be on a show, get in touch. If you want your own show, as long as you're not, you know, an idiot and you're gonna, you know, spout loads of abuse and stuff on air, then then you can have it. This platform belongs to the fans. That's how I see it. The only reason why me and Simon are on everything is because we're the only people that want to do it. No one gets in touch and says they want to do it. Um, but yeah, if you want to have your say after the Liverpool game or after the Fulham game or after the Aston Villa game. Just send in your fan reactions. You can send it to us on Twitter. You can send it to us on Facebook if you want. Send it to us on Gmail. If you know me quite well and you have a phone number, um, send it to me on WhatsApp. Honestly, it's it, this platform belongs to you. Anyway, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, and as I forgot to mention um, at the start of the podcast, before I do this, Simon, you look like you want to say something. No, sorry, mate. I've just... Uh... No, you just, you're just passing yeah. wind. Someone no, I'm just, that, yeah. I'm just watching you read this and I'm just like thinking, no, you didn't mention it, but it's big enough. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Well, that's what I did forget, but you know, the banner's, you know, the banner's quite obvious. I've made it bigger thanks to the new graphics, so it fits on the bottom of the screen nicely with the graphics that we have now. Um, but we are, of course, sponsored by Pitchsport. Um, it's an absolute honour, you know, we've been sponsored by Pitchsport for, for probably pushing a year now, maybe even more than a year. Um, you know, a big thank you to them for, for sticking by us and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, what we do every single week is, as I've said, we upload a video. The video is called a fan time question. This week's, as I've said, is going to be about Jack Cork. Um, and just thinking about that Jack Cork thing, I'll probably send it on Friday after the Liverpool game because it makes sense to wait. I'm not going to send it before. Um, in fact, no, you know what? I'm going to send it tomorrow, but I'm then going to not public, public uh, what's the word, advertise it on the social media channels until Friday. There you go. Um, so yeah, if you want to, if you want to answer the question on Thursday, feel free, we'll be there. Um, but the question the week before, uh, which is what me and Simon answered last week and what we will now read out the responses for is, is it time for Chris Wood to be dropped? Now me and Simon have just pretty much discussed this. We discussed it last week as well. I said, yes, Simon said, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't be adverse to it, but no, um, now we've both decided that, that all four of them aren't doing anything, so you could play whoever you want. But that was a question I asked on this week's fan time question. Um, these are the responses that we got. Burnley Life got in touch and said, Vidra looks like our best striker at the minute. I had no idea where you've got that conclusion from, mate, because he's done nothing. Um, however, you can't score if you don't get chances. They are getting chances, but not many clear-cut ones. I do agree with that bit, mate. And, and you know what? I, I don't agree with Vidra looking like our best striker at the minute, but I can, I can see why you've thought of that. It's because he's on with Dwight a lot, and I think we look more attacking when Vidra's on, and I personally believe that that's because uh, Dwight's on with Vidra every single time. It might be a different kettle of fish if um, you know, Vidra was on with you know the, the people that Chris Wood had to start up front with. Um, Chris Harris has been in touch. He says, yes, five goals in three games and we played. Um, well, that, I thought that were it then, yes. No, some people do do that, uh, but Chris has um, articulated himself a bit better. Uh, yes, five goals in three games when we played VAR last season. Vidra and Rodriguez, he means VAR. Uh, and when Wood doesn't even look like he's trying, there's no reason not to start Vidra over. And that's a decent point about Vidra and Rodriguez. We did we did do all right with them. It was Southampton away, wasn't it? I think Bournemouth at home as well, off the top of my head. Uh, I think Vidra and Jay both got a goal in that one. Um, but that... that that's a good, he makes a good point. I, I, I like points when they med well with yeah. stats. This, uh, you could argue all four, couldn't we? We've said this last week. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say like they got five goals in three, but I'm sure Barnsley and Wood at some point got more than that in, in, in a certain amount of games. But at the minute, yeah, they're not looking very good. Um, Neil Lafefield, shout out Neil if you're listening, um, says, yes, said in my fan reaction that he needs some time out. 
He could be complacent knowing he's getting picked regardless, but also might be feeling the pressure of having to provide the goals as a result of being in the team constantly. And I love it when Neil sends in a fan reaction response, which he does every single week, because Neil is pretty much the champion fan of Turkas podcast. And apologies if you think that should be you. Maybe do more. Neil sends in a fan reaction, he responds on everything, he listens, he does everything. Honestly, I sometimes say something towards the end of the podcast, or like a very little thing in the podcast... And he picks up on it and messages me. So he, he does everything for this podcast, as Neil, and I appreciate it. And I'm just actually, now, now we've mentioned Neil, um, congratulations to Neil, because he found out this week he's having a baby girl. So congratulations, buddy. Um, yeah, but just to go back on the responses, Simon, what are your thoughts on them responses to the fan time question? I can't argue any of them. Even the VAR one, even the uh, the, the Vidra being the best player, I can't argue it at the minute when none of them are scoring goals. You know what I mean? My argument would be invalid if I start saying, well, no, I think Wood's better striker because he's not scoring at the minute and that's what he's judged on. But my personal preference for who I would want to see up top is Rodriguez and Wood. And if and if that don't work, I give up. Throw me season ticket on pitch. Yeah, if that don't work with Jack Cork in the middle, then let's just forget about it. We'll enjoy Wickham away next season. Um, simple as that. And before we move on to the Liverpool game, um, let's discuss... The January transfer window. Now we don't really, yeah, we don't really do stuff like this on this podcast simply because there's never anything to discuss. Now I know there's a few um, Twitter accounts out there. There's one called Claret's Report, which I think Chris runs actually. Who's just responded with a fan town question? Um, who sort of like specialise in getting links and stuff of like players that we're linked with and stuff and, and tweeting it out. Um, even that's been a lot quieter than it should be in January let's be honest um, but yeah it's same old story isn't it and it's nothing's happening at the not minute not even linked with many people this time yeah th- th- that's what I've just said to a Liverpool fan because he was whinging I thought you can fucking talk <laughs> whinging you're not signing anybody bastard they, d- they need to sign someone like, yeah. I mean I know we're not Liverpool fa- podcast but they Henderson and Firmino at the centre back it's if you tragic. want to hear more about that centre-back pairing, we did discuss it on the pre-game show, so please feel free to watch the pre- yep. uh, pre-game show after this um, on the YouTube channel. And while you're there, please subscribe. Um, but yeah, there is still time. It's only the 20th at the time of recording this, the 21st when you're listening, if you're listening on, on Thursday or, or even a little bit later. But um, my worry is you normally... See is linked with a few people. I've seen his link with what Jason Knight from Derby. That's pretty much it. That's the only like one that looks like it could actually. Oh, actually, tell a lie. I've just seen his link with Josh King at Bournemouth, which I don't think will happen. That's that's bullshit. I wouldn't mind it happening. I'm going to say I think he's got probably bigger offers on the table if he's going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I but mind it not. Happening, but I, I, I can't see that. I can't see that coming true simply because they'll want more than we can probably afford. And he will want higher wages than what we can probably afford. Having said that, the new owners are here now. It might be a little bit different, as you can see from my American flag. Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> um, I think there is going to be some noise because the you know I'm excited. Like I know it's a bit off topic. In fact, I'll go in there in a minute. But like I'm excited by what is going to happen potentially because. Even Amazon the other day, you know, when they said, "Oh, the owners have come in; they've been quiet; they haven't seen him." No, yeah, you know, when they were talking shit, and they've basically. isolated from COVID. Yeah. So yeah, the fucking arse. But you got to probably take that into consideration. You know what I mean? They can't go and sign checkbooks from their home, and you know they're still getting to grips with the probably the infrastructure of Turf Moor and the way the Premier League signs players is probably different to the way they handled you know MLS signing because I know that that's a different sort of format because you go through the MLS. To, to to transfer players, not I think it's different with the way where they do it. So that um, what do they call it? Franchise, the MLS yeah. in it, that NBA and all that lot. So I don't know. I think I'm excited to see what will happen if it does happen. I do think that anyone who's going to come in and make all that noise will could not possibly not sign a player. He will definitely have to sign a player with all the noises made. In January. Yeah, Lansbury. <laughs> Oh, God's sake, no, don't sign him. Uh, I don't know, I think, I, I, with the position that we're in, I think we will sign somebody. I don't think it'll be a Josh Brownhill. I don't think it'll be of that stature. And even when he came in, he wasn't a good stature. You know what I mean? He was a, a backup player. 
uh, basically. I don't even think it'll be that sort of signing. I think it'll be a Dale Stevens sort of signing. I don't know. Maybe I've just lost all hope at the minute through transfers because we've been so bad in the transfer market in the summer. Obviously, I, I, I do rate the Josh Brown signing. Of course, I do. I've just sort of said I want him started with Cork here ahead of Westwood. That shows how much I think he's done well. But I don't know. I'll, I'll be surprised if we're bringing someone decent in the January transfer window. Yeah, I think we will. I'm just trying to look for an article, which is rather a bit of a pause because I couldn't find the button. But um, who's the new guy that we've just got in? I can't remember his name. So we've got a new chairman, haven't we? A new owner. Alan Pace? No, the other one. The other one? You mean the uh, people on the board? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like. I, don't, I, I, I can't remember their names myself off the top of my head. So we've got a new guy in this week. Um and he said, I can't remember his name now, but have you seen the guy's CV? Yeah, I, that's, you know what, I will, I'll let you carry on. Um, I'll while you find his name. Yeah, well, but well I'll the... quickly Google his name so we don't look like absolute fucking, you know, we're meant to be a bit on the podcast and we don't even know people's names. I can't um, remember his name, yeah, just I, I slipped me mind. Both of them though, all, all three of them, their CVs are incredible. Yeah, well, this guy's CV is he's un- unbelievable. I'll, I'll hold off saying it, but he's got something to do with being the MD of... Um, the New York Knicks he got employed by the NBA as a whole to, to run their marketing he got in, he, he used to be the MD of sports in Madison Square Garden and he's done other things like just as equally impressive that's that's just a level part of what he's done on other things uh, so this guy's clearly been brought in to make a brand make a franchise sort of vibe about our club and if that is the case Dave, Dave what a Burnley name and all. <laughs> Dave, Dave Checkits. Dave Burnley. If, if, if you're English, you'd be called Dave Checkits, but American, you'll like, be called Dave Checkits. Dave Checkers. He's a uh, really CV out if you've got it. Find his CV for me. But he is. If he is coming to do I'm the not job, in. <laughs> if he's coming to do the job that I'm hoping he has, it, it's very exciting for Burnley fans, especially for someone like the Burnley fans amongst us like myself that are mad into sort of like branding and marketing and things that we've always dreamt that you know you'll see our shirts all over the world and not just in Benidorm when you go down you go oh Tony's over there fucking Burnley shirt yeah, yeah. you know I, I agree with that like me and you talk all the time about how it pisses me off that Burnley aren't that well known or even basically the club doesn't think of, of fans outside of Barn Aldswick basically like they, they don't even cater like even simple stuff like putting stuff on social media like and they, to be fair this week they did tweet the New Zealand Clarets but that's because the New Zealand Clarets tagged them in a post and they retweeted it um, just stuff like that I do think that we do need to do more to, to market even, the club even this purchasing we've mentioned it on another thing I'm not going to go into it now but the, the one thing that I will mention is Quilter can't get something like a ticket for an away game yeah. he has to go and collect exactly, it from yeah. the turf See, just little That's, things like that it's, it's just, just stupid it's, it's just putting off people being fans of the club it's as simple as that and even stuff like like I said even stuff like reaching a wider audience and yeah I don't want to go into it too much because it's all me and you really talk about and I think people just think shut up you dicks but like, even stuff like like the, the, the press conference of Alan Pace. why wasn't it streamed on YouTube and Facebook live you know reach all these millions of people out in America but no they put it behind a paywall and stuck it up on YouTube four hours later because they didn't want to piss off the people that have paid for Clarets Plus who cares it's like what £4 a month I don't pay for it myself it's probably more than that people get in touch and say you're talking shit but I, I just think think about the club think about how many people this can reach don't think about Trevor from Hall site being pissed off because he's paying £4 a month for Clarets Plus and it's out for free on YouTube but no, I agree mate this is what balance. I'm saying there so if this guy balance. comes in and even if he says what? right you know Clarets Plus is a good idea but I'm going to make it fucking better you know like for example Man United TV I'm not saying we're going to be that sort of level but these, so, there's other clubs that are a lot smaller than Man United that have a TV channel you know even yeah, if it's not an actual do. Sky TV channel. They've got a YouTube that looks like an auto TV production. Yeah, it's little stuff. Like, and by the way, Burnley, if you're listening, um, me and Simon. Dave are Burnley. Yeah, well, no, not Dave. Um, I don't think he listens. I think Johnny Tate basically scared him off. Um, but if you that little stuff like pre-match live shows on you know on the on the screen or. You know, or or on you on Twitter or whatever. Like Leicester do one. I've because every because of where I work, like I said, people. I said I work at the bookies. 
basically what I do is I, I, I do like the TV production that are bookmakers. Um, that's why I do streaming and stuff. Um, but anyway, what some of the stuff I have to do is I have to create graphics for starting lineups. And every time Leicester uh, playing, I go on their Twitter to find a starting lineup graphic so I can then put it into the William Hill graphic. And then they're doing like a live show where it's just some guy in a studio chatting and someone, they bring someone else in like a former player like Muzzy, is it, or whatever. And like, why, why aren't we doing that? Like stuff like that. Like we're a Premier League football club, but we don't think about stuff like that. And like I said, me and Simon are available. Simon knows Dave Jones. I don't know if you know that. We can get Dave Jones on. We can get Dave Jones on. You know, we, we should be doing more. I agree with that. But me and you talk about this a lot. And I reckon people think we talk shit off at times because I don't think well, people just... Well, the reason I brought it up, though, is because, like you said, the January transfer window, we've got this guy in. We might not be signing players on the pitch right at this minute, but we are building it from behind, and hopefully we will start seeing these players come onto the pitch soon because of the play people coming in to sign them and to build the brand. Yeah, fingers crossed. Anyway, I don't want to get too hung up on that because me and you are going about it all the time, and on the ALK incoming podcast thing that we did, we talked about it a lot. And to be fair, someone did get in touch and, and, and say... These guys are speaking, right, this is what Burnley fans want. So I can't remember you off the top of my head, mate. Um, I always say that. Uh, but it was like three weeks ago. Um, but yeah, let's move on then. Uh, we have up next is the Premier League champions away from home. We are playing against a team that has not lost a home game for, what, 15 years, it feels like. Um, I mean, said that, we were the only team to stop them winning at home last season. So, you know, that is a positive. But it does look a bit of a daunting task at the minute, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a, there is some positives. There's the fact that they've got two makeshift centre-halves, and granted they didn't concede against Man United, but they also haven't scored in three games, which is, for them, some sort of like mad panic, or Salah hasn't scored, I can't remember the exact statistic. That's 2005, isn't it? But yeah, that, that for them is absolute panic stations, isn't it? So... It's interesting to see where they call themselves panic stations and when we call it. But in with the reason I bring that up is because obviously we've got to look at this as is there ever a better time to play Liverpool, really? Because they're already getting on the bats. They're already whinging that they're not getting the transfers in, you said. They're not scoring goals. They're, they're concerned at the front three. I mean, I don't think we will get a win there, but I thought that last time when we got win there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's You just never know. Well, a point. A point. Uh, when when yeah. were the one with Pope? Oh, yeah, because it was uh, Robertson scored that header, didn't he? Yeah, Robertson scored the header. Um, yeah, it's, obviously, I don't think we'll get a, a win. I don't think we'll get a point. Um, I think 99.99% of Burnley fans listening to this will probably totally agree with you. The only people that will disagree are the, are the type of Burnley fans that, what do you mean you're backed against Burnley? Because they won't back against Burnley at any point. But I don't know. You're saying, is there a better time to play Liverpool? I'm thinking, is there a worse time to play Liverpool? They're going to be a wounded animal. You know, they're fourth in the Premier League at the minute. They want to win the Premier League again. Um, yes, granted, they have got a, 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 a makeshift centre-back pairing. But as far as I'm aware, one of them's back this weekend. This weekend, uh, Tomorrow, Thursday, at the time of recording this. So then that'll give Henderson the, the chance to move back into midfield. It'll probably be Fabinho and is it Matip? I think Matip's coming back. I think it's going to be Fabinho and Matip at centre back tomorrow. With, I mean, Fabinho uh, as a centre half is a quality player still. Let's be honest, the Matip's yeah, a good player. He's, he's been brilliant this season, and it's not even his position. It's ridiculous. And we've got um, out of form strikers, but this yeah, is they, well exactly. They've not like you said, they've not scored in three. So uh, as as I've said on the on the pre-game show, I think Klopp tomorrow will just say, right, we haven't scored in three. You need to get an early goal. Get at Burnley. Get an early goal. And then if you get an early goal get another one if you don't get an early goal keep going keep going try and get a second early goal I, oh, think, I, I mate, think they're going to come out of the blocks 100% right you, you're, you're exactly right their energy levels will be flying because they know they haven't scored in three if it's, they don't score in four it's the first time in 21 years now if they don't score in 20, first time in 21 years they don't want that record they're breaking records the other way this Liverpool side they're an unbelievable Liverpool yeah. side um, but like Chris Wood only three goals the only um is the only Burnley player to score more than once in the top flight this season. I was just reading the uh, pre-match on this. Um, but yeah, it's basically... Premier League top goal scorer, Mo Salah. Mo Salah has gone four games without a goal and he's still the top goal scorer. So it's still not to be sort of dismissed just because they're in a bit of a, a shitty, sticky situation. Still the top goal scorer, still in with a chance of winning the Premier League and, and two... You know, 
Look at Leicester. We we keep talking in the Premier League about Man United. Is it going to be City? Is it going to be Liverpool? And Leicester is sat at the top of the league. They must be thinking yeah. like, are you fucking well, with United real? are currently beating Fulham, which is good for us. So United will probably be the top of the league by the time this goes out. But Simon is correct at the time of recording. Um, but yeah, it's one of them. Like we can we can have that debate another day. Like who, who we think is going to win the Premier League? Um, that's probably one for a, a, an international break. But it is looking quite a decent battle at the top. It is, mate. And and, and do you know another interesting fact I've just read here on the head to head: Burnley's two nil victory at Turf Moor in 2016 is our only winning against Liverpool in 12 Premier League games. Do you remember that time we got promoted? I think they beat us four nil at. Anfield and they beat us 4 0 at the turf. They're relegated us that year. Well, we got relegated because that and the other 38 games. Through the season, but <laughs> that game relegated us. I think Gerard scored an absolute screamer, to be fair. Yeah, I think uh, we held them yeah. for ages as well, and Gerard just did a rocket, didn't he? We held them for ages. We don't do well against Liverpool traditionally. There's obviously been, like you say, there's, there's been um, exceptions to that rule. We beat them in the FA Cup, Triore, which is about. X amount of years ago this week. When were that? Were it 2004, 2000, 2005 it will have been. And what what year are we in now? 2021. So we're long 16 years ago this week. Mad. Um, do you know when people have their mad statistics like Liverpool do at the minute where they're unbeaten in 68 Premier League home games? Yeah. And you hear about it, you think, fucking hell, that's impressive. And then you hear something mad like, yeah, but they've drawn 50 of them. You know what I mean? It's something, you know, there's something in there that usually makes more sense of it. They've only drawn 13 of 68 games at home. Yeah, one of them were us. That is yeah, well, exactly. So it's going to be 14 by Sunday. Fingers crossed. Or it'll, be, it'll, it'll still be 13 and then they'll have lost. That's even better. Yeah, um, good point. I get you. Yeah, that brings me on nicely to the match reaction. Match reaction. Prediction. Sorry. What's your match prediction? Do you know what? I, I, I've still Don't not picked... One, one. I've still not picked us to get beat. Ever. However... however. Everything in me is screaming to nil Liverpool, but I'm going to yeah, say, but I'm going to say nil nil. Oh fuck off! Three nil Liverpool for me. They'll score we in the first five minutes, then they'll score again. We'll be two 0 down at twenty minutes. Then we'll keep it at two nil till half time. We'll come out in the second half, play a bit better. Then that'll be Sean Dash's excuse to say, ah, oh, you know, we found a few pockets of space and played all right. But then on the whole, we'll, we'll be a bit shite, and then. Eventually, they'll, they'll, they'll put the game to bed. Not that it isn't to bed, but, you know, we'll be pushing a bit. And I was like, oh, you know, if Burnley get the next goal here, we're in a game. And then Liverpool will put it to bed 3-0, job's done. I'm saying that's what's going to happen tomorrow. People again, oh, oh why is he always so negative? But, uh, come on, we're playing Liverpool tomorrow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm um, not looking forward to it. Fingers crossed we can get um, a victory against Fulham on Sunday. Um, we will be doing a watch-along. Simon, are you free tomorrow for a watch-along? We're not actually yet, have I? Um, doing some L'Oreal hair social stuff are you when the game's on I'm not I'm aware of what time's kick off though uh, 8 8 o'clock I, 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 I'll have a look now yeah it should be right yeah fair enough uh, so we're doing a watch along tomorrow then it will be me and Simon yeah it's 8 o'clock fingers crossed for Johnny T and Jared as well uh, I'll have to create a new watch along graphic if there's four of us you'll see four squares on your screen if there's three of us I'll do like a different sort of graphic so keep your eyes out for that um, fingers crossed everything's gone alright with this recording because we've had to do things a little bit differently today because my computer's just like a shit and Simon's is very very good so we've had to do it a little bit differently um, so fingers crossed all are okay the sounds were okay if it wasn't I can only apologise um, but yeah we'll see you for the watch along tomorrow um, we'll see you for the, the match reaction tomorrow as well and the fan reaction on Friday and then we'll be well we'll be doing a, another watch along before the next podcast the Fulham game so for the next podcast We'll have two games to discuss. Um, so, Simon, unless there's anything you want to add, we'll wrap it up here. No, mate. Good one. Thanks very much. No, thanks for coming on. So that's it for this week's episode of Turfcast. Um, yeah, we'll see you for the watch along tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Bye. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute 
all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.